Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but just call me Rachel. This podcast is the place to learn about really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, freedom, health, peace, and what I call our godly potential. And I would love to stay connected with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, go to RevWithRachel.com and you can enter your name and email address there. And you can also like Rev Life on Facebook. Today's episode is Know Just How Resilient You Are with Louise Griffith. I'm, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Louise. Thanks for joining. Thank you. I agree. Yeah, I've known you for a good number of years and it's always a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to connect with you, and you have such a deep breadth of life experience and wisdom, and the work you do is just amazing with, with groups and women, and um, I appreciate what you do. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah, so why don't you start a little bit of your background and how you came to be doing what you're doing now? So my background is as an elementary teacher. I wanted to be a teacher from age four on. Mm-hmm. And I loved doing that work, fourth, third grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, and preschool. Uh-huh. I moved from um, Colorado back to Minnesota, and there was an abundance of teachers, and I ended up going to graduate school at Adler. and <clears throat> got my master's in counseling psychology and was in private practice for 28 years, mm-hmm. which actually I loved very much. And... Um, and I use more of a coaching model than really like serious therapy, like, oh, you're dysfunctional or something. Mm-hmm. And I um, still ended up teaching teachers in the summers and um, got a coaching certificate that I've been using for 20 years. So it might seem like fragmented, but they all really go together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always a journey of learning and growing. And uh, that's what I love about you. Thank you. And so you're also an author of your book, You Are Worth It. Tell us a little bit about that. So my book is You Are Worth It, 52 Weeks to Honoring, Loving, and Nurturing Your Soul. And um, it's actually now in its fifth printing. Mm. There are over 6,000 books in print. And it's sort of like a bit of a little mini miracle. And um, I had help from above on it. And I even still like it myself. It's practical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... I do presentations on this title, You Are Worth It, What's Holding You Back? And I do um, some coaching groups using this book. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And I love that book because it does. It's the 52 weeks and you have such good, rich um, content and wisdom to kind of contemplate over each of those weeks. Thank you. And I know one of the, the sections in your book is, as you had mentioned, about cultivating your resilience. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yes, I'm looking at it right now, week 11. And each one of each one of these weeks is like short, which I also like. Yeah. And it begins with a quote. And I forgot how much I love this quote by Albert Camus. In the depth of winter, 
I finally learned that within me lay an invincible summer. I like so love that. And I think that's true mm -hmm. of people of all ages, even like teenagers, um, young, anyway, I just, I really love that. Mm -hmm. And tell us about, you know, resilience. I think it can kind of mean a lot of things that, what does it kind of mean when you're speaking to it and talking about, um, you know, finding it within ourselves? And that's an important word within. It's, I think, the internal capacity to adapt successfully in the face of threats or disaster. So you adapt well, like we're sort of in the middle of all that right now. Yeah. And, and I think there's great wisdom in remembering that inside of us we have what it takes to get through this. And, of course, we get support from other people. And one of the, um, so in the end, at the end of every small week, I have something that's called um, um, I Am Worth It Next Steps. Mm -hmm. And if you take the time to think back in your life, even at different ages, of um, some things that you encountered that were difficult, but you rose above them, I, I think it gives you hope. It reminds you like, well, heck, I really didn't have a plan, it seemed, but I did get through that. Mm -hmm. Not just by yourself, but with support of others. And, and I think it's important uh, to have friends with whom you connect during this time. Mm -hmm. I have a really great friend who lives in the UK, born in Ireland. And we speak at least three times a week. Oh, cool. Yeah, it is nice. And um, we're like soul sisters. And we've, anyway, so I, I have compassion for people who don't have anyone with whom they can converse, mm -hmm. but you can also maybe reach out, but that isn't true for everyone. Right. And also I think there's, um, to remember things that were hard that you made, that you, you know, you figured out how to get through. It's not about comparing um, with each other. Some people have grown through amazing things, but it's like that was challenging for you and, and you did get through it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not about comparing our our journeys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we all have a journey, a different story, different experiences. I mean, right. we can't really fully understand another's experience. And something that might be challenging for me, you may think, well, heck, that's a piece of cake, or right. vice versa. It's not about that. It's really about taking the time to go inside and remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, um, so I wish these conversations were around when I was younger, you know, because I, I don't know, it was, as I was going through things earlier in my life, you know, I could, I, I didn't really have that perspective to know, like, oh, I, I can get through this, or I can, how, you know, how, how do I move through this, or I've done some, I've gotten through something similar before, this will all just be okay, things tend to work themselves out um, or if things don't work out it creates the space for something new to come into our lives you know right. even though it feels like we're losing something it creates the space for something new um, but so I just appreciate having these types of conversations now <laughs> even though I didn't have them earlier in my life where where yeah it, you know we are resilient as humans and maybe you appreciate the conversations more because you didn't have them earlier. Probably, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Probably, you know. Yeah. 
There's a Native American saying my older sister shared with me years ago. Whenever you get there is the right time. Mm. Yeah. And I like that, even though I have great ideas about the timing of things as I think they should be. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so speak some more about the resilience within. And how do we know this? Like, know just how resilient we are. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that your mindset can help and and to believe that you are helps mm-hmm. and to be um curious All right this is challenging i think curiosity is such a really beautiful gift mm-hmm. i wonder what i can learn from this some people i just may say are victims and they don't want to learn from anything they want to be bitter and um, complain and mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and um how unfair life is. So to have a um, curiosity about, hmm, this feels challenging. What can I learn? And then I'm taking an online course from Jean Houston, someone with whom I studied years ago. She, do you know her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's now 83. Oh. And my friend from the UK and I studied with her in the mid-80s. Uh, Molly would fly from the UK, I'd fly from Minnesota, and we'd meet in New York, rent a car, oh, sweet Lord, holy Jesus, <laughs> and drive on a Friday two hours north to a Y camp. But anyway, she was um, speaking about her good friend, Margaret Mead, and I'm not trying to drop names, it's just, um, and she said that Margaret always expected to get whatever she was thinking about, and um and I love these terms. She had an expectant grace. Mm-hmm. That's what she said about Margaret Mead. And I was thinking, well, I sort of like that. You know, like, I don't know how to, I'll figure this out, but an expectant grace that I will, or the right people will come to give me insight or something. So that's yeah. my new two words for the uh, two days. So I'm, I'm thinking about it. But I do know the curiosity and, uh, and openness to learn Mm-hmm. Um, uh, those are choices that we have and we can set up ahead of time. What do you think? Well, I love that because it's, it's choosing our perception or how we want to see things because we can see things as just being a terrible thing or, or choose to have expecting grace, like to, to be like, there's maybe some other, a possibility in this or um, something new that can arrive that we, we couldn't even logically fathom or come up with or see as a solution i agree and and so to have confidence in yourself that you can learn and will learn and uh keep your eyes open and sort of be kind to yourself Mm -hmm. that helps they say oh yeah yeah speak a little bit more on that because i think um it's so often we kind of beat ourselves up on the inside about what we did or didn't do or maybe what we felt we weren't successful at and well it just can be a habit a bad habit and Mm -hmm. um or that we should do things perfectly or we really should know the answer when actually we can be open to the as you said the possibilities but that i am a a good person and that i am wise 
and that I've learned a lot of things and I'm excited about learning new things. I mean, there are some of those uh, mindsets that do help. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember now what they, oh, in the schools now, they, they do talk a lot about growth mindset that I can learn. You know, it's not like things are so fixed in our heads, like, oh, I'm just not good at math. No, we all can't, we can learn. <laughs> um, but I think that's kind of what you're speaking to. Um, and, and also knowing that that wisdom and insight is within all of us. You know, it's not like, oh, they're so smart or they're this way or whatever. Like we all have that in our own way. And we, and we can shine it the more we just embrace it within ourselves. And also I think catastrophe thinking is really not too helpful. Mm-hmm. So as a professional speaker, I had um, conferences lined up speaking for 200 people. And, and once this all hit, you know, yeah. that part of my life was wiped out. And I will admit at first, I'm like, holy mackerel. Yeah. I mean, because that's an important part of my life and something that I totally love. And I think it's a part of my soul's purpose. So that was um, uh, what I'm telling you to try to stay curious and open. I had a little challenge there myself. And I found at the very beginning of this whole time that I was tired. I went to bed very early. Mm-hmm. So I just realized that um, all of that trying to regroup took energy. So if I weren't going to go to bed early, then who else would, right? Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, it's not the end of the world. So I was I do a, a complimentary workshop that I did in person, and I love doing it. Um, you are worth it what's holding you back. And I knew that it would be disrespectful to try to ask people to come together. So I, um, my marketing person put out a thing, and, and I learned to do it on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And what's been fun about that, I still miss doing it in person, but is that the last session I did, uh, my friend from the UK was on it, someone from Calgary, Mm -hmm. uh, Seattle, uh, Nevada, Mm -hmm. a woman was going to be on from China, because it's, um, um, if it's 12 o'clock here, it's six o'clock there. So anyway, there have been a lot of new things that have been possible because of that yeah and I'm not like the best tech person right so the <laughs> night, night before I'm growth like, mindset Louise growth mindset I, I know I'm, I'm <laughs> I know I'm up during the night praying to the um, zoom angels yeah to be my friends yeah so anyway so even though I miss doing it that way there have actually been some blessings yeah look at how it's become a more national and international reach that's it's true that's yeah cool. ireland ireland uh nine o'clock here is three o'clock there so yeah it's uh-huh. and yeah it's it's there have been blessings that have come from that yeah very cool thank and you that, yeah one of the things you say on your book is if if you don't honor your own soul who will and yep. that, that always has just, you know, struck me. Talk about that a little bit. Well, the first part of my workshop is like honor your wisdom. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that we know things, even though the timing may not be right. When we really pause, um, 
there are some things we know and we, that we've known all along. And if you don't on your own soul who will, it's like you're the only one who can, even though people may not understand. So I left a marriage after 43 years, as you know, and I left because my soul was actually dying and I knew that I would be the bad person mm -hmm. in situation. And um, my kids didn't know my journey, but I actually really knew it. And um, so when the time was right and I had the courage, I honored that. And someone else's soul may not have been dying. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I do believe that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's so true that we can have those feelings and insights and intuitions inside of us. And um, if we honor it, it kind of, we can keep being guided in such a way. But if we ignore it, then we kind of dampen that inner voice within us. Yes. And as a grandmother, <clears throat> I love to really listen to my grandchildren there now oh my gosh he's jake's gonna be 17 i was there the day he was born i can't believe this uh 17 15 almost 15 and then almost 13 but i really mm -hmm. like to listen and i like to say to them because i believe it that is a really wise idea you are very wise and i had the privilege of doing a keynote it was a dream i had for a school district and i said to the teachers please listen to your students and, and let them know, like, wow, what a, you are very wise. I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. Just begin to plant those seeds so that they can, because kids are wise. Yeah. As a psychologist, I used to love to spend time with teenagers. And they taught me very many wise things. But I just think that kids maybe don't know that they're wise. And it's a good thing to learn earlier in life, like you were saying, having that conversation earlier. Mm -hmm. Oh, so. I totally agree. No. Yeah, because I think it would be easy to just as a parent or a, you know, community member to project what we think we know onto the youth instead of, um, you know, I kind of think of children and like an acorn has everything in it to become an oak tree. Like all the little people have what's in them already and we can like nurture and guide that to come emerge from them, but we don't have to just like project all of our beliefs and you should did this and you should that and, and all of that onto them. We let that emerge. But then, and then we can do that for our other adult friends <laughs> and acquaintances too. Um, my son, some years ago, I don't know what he had said something. I said, Oh my gosh. I said, that is you. You have a lot of great ideas, Tim. And he said, Mother, I always have. And if you would have listened to me sooner, your life would be in much better shape. Oh. <laughs> and then I said, Well, I just thought your kid, I didn't really knew, know that you like were wise and knew stuff. Just, <laughs> Isn't that great? Your yeah. life would be in much better shape. <laughs> right, anyway. Oh, I love that. I, I remember, you know, when my kids were little, watching my mom with them, she was a teacher and she was able to be just very, so present and playful with them. Yep. Um, and I learned a lot from, from watching her. I mean, I'm no, I'm not perfect at it yet or anything, but, <laughs> but it, it just brought an awareness to me of, well, I, and I guess I got other messages too. Like I, one day I just heard that Whitney Houston song in my head. 
um, I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. And I let them lead the way just stuck in my head. And I, I was like, yeah, you know, how do we create the space for them to play and grow instead of just controlling all of that for them? But, um, yeah, yeah. Very nice. So now back to resilience, what else would you like to say about being resilient? Um, and openness to it. I already said about not being a victim. Mm-hmm. Maybe expand a little more on that. Well, there are people in life who like life happens to them. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't go the way they want, then they can be angry and bitter. And, and there are other people who <clears throat> choose to be in a learning mode, like we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you, I know people say this a lot, except for I will continue to believe it for a long time. To have an attitude of gratitude um, can just switch energetically a person into a different spot. Even though there are things going wrong and hard, if we choose to, we can find three, four, five things to be grateful for at that very moment. And so that switches you energetically, mm-hmm. also makes you, lets you be open to learning lessons and um, having compassion for other people and situations instead of not just about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That- yeah, I love that. That's so important. I mean, I think back to my earlier years where I felt like life was happening to me. And I mean, I felt like I was a kind, good person, but it was like someone would say something or do something. It's just like, oh my gosh, why is this stuff happening to me? But, you know, it wasn't until later... Um, God, I was like 30 <laughs> in my early 30s where, you know, I was, I was given a different context. I don't feel like, you know, we, it, there was nothing really provided to me that was like a way to see things in a different way. But I, I was given a different context for how to see it and experience, you know, but through reading, reading lots of books, personal growth type books and things. And I was able to really shift that on a very deep level to get out of that victimhood to be more um, empowered. Yeah, absolutely. Creator. Yeah. I think a hopeful outlook help, helps too. Yeah. Like I'm, I don't know what's going to happen with all that's going on right now, but I am hopeful that we will shift into a more life-giving spot, that lessons will be learned that actually needed to be learned. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful about that. I feel like we have to see it, feel it, right to to change it and and that's kind of what we're seeing and feeling right right now is like this is something that needs to come up for us to to do something about i agree yeah any final thoughts louise i always just love listening to you and your perspective and wisdom well thank you actually you just said an important word perspective i um think that maybe if we find ourselves going down the rabbit hole or whatever they say mm-hmm. energetically uh, it's a great question to ask what you just brought up is there any other perspective I can hold is there another way of looking at this and also being in conversation that's what I love about being with my friend Molly um, she can give me a different perspective and I'm like oh I never thought of it that way mm-hmm. and um, that's and a possibility 
And that's over and important to stay open to that. Totally. Being able to hear and take a new perspective is, um, I mean, it changes our brain and everything. There's lots of research around that. Yep. Cool. So Louise, if the listeners want to connect with you to learn more, how would you like for them to do that? All right. So my website is www.1shininglight.com. And there's a section in there called events. And um, I love to invite, it's for women, uh, to the complimentary workshop that I give. And people need to email me, Louise at oneshininglight.com. And I'll get back to you because I love to learn some things about you personally, professionally, what you're passionate about. So even though it's an online thing, it, when we come together, it feels like we're a community. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I'm very passionate about is a coaching program I created that's also on my website called Turn On Your Light. And it's a four-week um, coaching session for women. And uh, we go through four different modules that I, as a person and a psychologist and coach, I think are universal. Number one, being enough. Number two, setting clear boundaries. Number three, reclaiming your personal power. And number four is celebrating your magnificence. And so we use my book for that. There are materials that people get. And also what's been really fun is I do a pre-coaching call and every woman chooses a four-week focus. And it's been like all different things. Um, Like um, getting things in order, organizing, um, training a lot of physical therapy. I mean, physical stuff. A physician who spent so much time with her patients, she had let her exercise go. Um, Another one getting in touch with their emotions. Anyway, it's been fascinating to me. And of course, we begin every session. Hey, how are you doing on your four-week focus? And what did you do nice for yourself this week? Mm -hmm. But I've been like blessed with what can happen in their lives when they have a focus and also the support of other women. So that's one of those is happening in June coming up another in July. And actually there's no better time than now to spend time uh, turning on your own light mm-hmm. back to resilience. You know, resilience comes from within with the support of others. And so that's on my website. Also turn on your light and to email me and, and we can have a conversation to see if it would be a good fit for anybody. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you for that, Louise. My book is on Amazon. Perfect. Yep. You are worth it. It's so, it's a beautiful book, Louise. I loved yep. it. Thank you. I do too. And I did have hope with it for my book. Yes. And, you know, with resilience, I feel like re- being resilient is easier when we have our light turned on. Like you said, when we know our worth, we can create healthy boundaries, all of that. It's so important. It, make, it, makes, it, it makes us um, heartier. <laughs> it's something over which we have control. Yeah. You know, I like to have control over stuff, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the things you and I have been talking about are things over which we do have control, our mindset and 
um, perspective, perspective, everything we've talked about. Yeah. There's a poem that I like that, and also on my website, if you go to it, One Shining Light, mm -hmm. I have a section on poetry. And um, always when I begin my workshop, I begin with John O'Donohue's uh, For a New Beginning. I love that poem. And I get excited about that because it's true. Every day, every experience, people listening to your podcast today, it can be a new beginning for them. Mm -hmm. Another poem that I really like is... Um, Edges, when we walk to the edge of all the light we have and take the step into the darkness of the unknown, we must believe one of two things will happen. There will be solid ground to stand on or we will be taught how to fly. Mm. So, oh, I love that. I do too. Yeah, cool. Thank you for sharing your brilliance with us today, Louise. I appreciate it. Well, I love connecting with you, Rachel. You have such a beautiful heart and soul. Oh, thank you. Always yes. a delight to be with you. Thank you. You too. Hey, Rev with Rachel listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is a pleasure to share these important life transforming and healing topics with you. As always, remember to Rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be loved. EWN Podcast Network.